You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Let's do this. Let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Dream Loud Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Hall. Excited to bring this episode to you along with my cohort, Dan Schiefel. What's going on, everyone? Yeah, thank you again. Thank you, Facebook Live. Thank you, listeners. Uh, We really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Behind the camera, we have Dan's wife, Amanda. My better half behind the camera and writing schedule for work and operating the Facebook live double tasking today. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's why I married her because <laughs> she takes care of me because she does all that and keeps me alive. It takes care of everything. Takes care yeah. of everything. In her own words. It's true. She's not smarter than you. She just takes care of everything. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Dear. Doing that for us. Who's with and, us? Yeah, we're here with Amber Aldea. Hey. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank we had you your husband for having on, me. Uh, a couple weeks ago, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a great time. We and had him on Facebook we had Live. To have you too, of course. Mm-hmm. You have you have a lot to live up to his episode. I think I can handle it. I think you can too. I'm excited. This, <laughs> for this Frank is is uh, off camera right now, or off, I guess off microphone, depending on what you're listening to. Yeah. <laughs> depending if you're on Facebook Live, so. Yeah, but I'm excited for this episode because this, this reminds me of after Thursday, was it Thursday yep. worship or um, Thursday youth nights? Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. We would just hang out for forever, for hours and hours and hours. We really did. Hang out. So we're going to podcast forever for hours and hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very comfortable, familiar it is. scenario right now. Mm-hmm. When was that? When did you guys, you know, when did, when, when did all, when, what, give me a, a time frame of when that all. Well, Ben was maybe like four years like ago. helping us right now. lead worship mm-hmm. for at least a year. It was at least two. a year. It was at least a year. Yeah. Um, and that was towards the end so of. So when you started City Reach? No, that no, was before, before that. we, before we left the other church. Okay. And I yeah. think that during that time when we were spending a lot of time with Ben and there were some other young adults that were hanging out. I really felt like that was kind of almost the start of God building the vision in our hearts for what sure. we we're, we're going to be doing mm, in cool. the next season. So really you were part of that. It was Definitely. probably a part of that. Yeah. Well, he was the reason why we came to City Reach. He suggested it. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and I've said it before, Ben, you know, our, our other church had closed down and we were looking for a place to go. We needed a place to go. And we had a number of different you know, places that, you know, hey, come to our church and, you know, different invites. And, um, you know, we were going to, you know, go go to different ones. But Ben said, hey, come check out City Reach. Yeah. Said, All right. You know, and we'll, and we, uh, we've been there ever since. It's been awesome. Oh, it's been incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, but before, I mean, I, before I would get into that, how did you guys meet? We met through, well, we, I think we talked about this with Frank a little bit, but we got introduced to each other through the Was Sturms. Through, yeah. Was that through the, um, the, is it map? No, no. Not, not map. It was, it hold was on. Camp Allegheny. Thank you. Camp Thank a. you. That was it. It was when Lacey and Josh were leading worship at camp, right? Or was it before that? Was it when Jolene and Jason were leading worship? Jolene and Jason were leading. And then they brought you along. Mm-hmm. Did you play? Yeah. With, you played with them at that point uh-huh. too, yeah, right? Yeah, I played bass. Yeah. yeah. And then you led worship for Frank and Amber. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, I know at least for us, it's been awesome 
at City Reach, you know, and 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 it was really funny. I'm my wife is off camera or off right now, and and um, <laughs> we we had a I remember we had a great first week. Yeah, um, you know, we just really enjoyed ourselves, and and she was like, oh man, like this is our new church, and and I said, well, that's that's great, but like, let's try it, let's see how it is the second week, you know, let's pump the brakes a little <laughs> maybe bit. Maybe they know? were just having well, a really good day. Well, no, I said, you know, and I you said, don't know. I, I mean, said, maybe you're gonna come back next week. I'll and- say, well, you have to tell me if it was a normal service because I. I swear every time I invite somebody to church, it's always the most out of the box <laughs> weird thing. We're gonna do a Jericho march around the church building today. Six I remember, hours. Yeah, okay, no. I, I invited a girl to come to church with me when I was going to Covenant Church of Pittsburgh. Okay. And Covenant's a little bit it's probably sixty or more percent black. So okay. the worship is a little bit more exuberant. Yeah. Uh which is which sure. is fine. It's fine. It's nothing really out of the box or that Definitely. would make anybody uncomfortable. But this week that I went there, like the, the week that I invited her and she comes from a Catholic background. Yeah. So oh, like yeah. you, where it's very Definitely. structured, very regimented, not very expressive. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what you're going to get. Exactly. Yeah. You know what you're going to get every, every week. time. And right. This week, this never <laughs> even happened in the whole time I was there. They're like, okay, we're not going to do worship this week. We, we brought in this prophet and he's going to, uh, prophesy over you yeah. and tell you the future and We've stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And what like, is, what is happening right now? Yeah, yeah. I was a little bit nervous because he's kind of calling out random people. Sure. And you. Yeah. And you, that makes yeah. me nervous enough because it wasn't like I'd been going there and knew this guy. <laughs> Whoa. She was like freaking out. She's like, right, we right. need to leave right now. And I'm like, of oh, course this happens. That's so funny. It was name tag Sunday. I don't know how crazy that is, but it was, it was name tag Sunday. My <laughs> wife's really excited. Yeah. Um, No, you're good. I really feel like you should have a microphone and you should be on this podcast right now. Well, the funny thing is, is that it will pick her up on the live, yeah, but not yeah. so much in the podcast when we... Tell us how much you love Name Tag Sunday, Amanda. <laughs> That's true. You my have, you have a- supervisor stole my Sharpie at work today and I'm still not over it. You need to get that back. Now, if, you're, if your ships are... If your shift supervisor's watching, if he's call you're watching, out. you're listening. <laughs> Austin. Um, no, I just think for, for us, yeah, Austin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Austin. Um, but no, I just think for us, for City Reach, um, it just turned into a family, for, you know, and um, that's really what it is for it's been yeah. a lot of fun and everybody there. I mean, it's not just going on Sundays. I mean, I saw. Frank and several people from the church tonight when we went and uh, we saw several people Monday and went to concerts and, and I mean, yeah, it's just a family yeah. and they've, you know, whenever, um, you know, things come up, uh, you know, we, people have helped us through different things. We've helped other people through. Um, it's just being there for people. It's, it's relationship based yeah. and, and I just really, you know, enjoy that. And I guess, I guess, can you kind of speak to, well, before you get to that, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, no, I have totally. another comment to add to that too. Um, I'm not, th- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers by saying no, this cause I'm just talking about myself, sure, sure. but I've never felt really the need to or even really thought to look for another church because of yeah. the doctrine or mm-hmm. whatever may be happening in the church because you guys are my friends and I just kind of feel like it's family in that sense. Totally. The same way with family, like you don't go and look for a new family <laughs> because you you don't like the way your family's like working. It's you just, just kind family. of, you just deal right. with it. You accept that, Hey, you know, it's going to be dysfunction and, or whatever, right. you know, it's like, Oh, well, uncle Jim's on the table yeah. again or whatever, you know, and cousin, of course cousin Billy or of course it helps whoever. because I, I like you guys, right. but 
but, but that <laughs> happens. And, and I think it's funny. Um, one thing that people, I think just the perception maybe that I have is just that people, you're in a church like, oh, you're supposed to be perfect, but it's not perfect. Like it's not perfect. Yeah. It's not, you know, and, and people have different disagreements and you get over it. You know, you get over things and you work through things and you work with them and, and we're people and we're flawed yeah. by nature. Um, so yeah, like you're right. Like just because, you know, you just don't up and leave. I mean, yeah, you, you become friends and not just friends with family. I mean, that's yeah. just how it is. Yeah, we're well, going to see I, people from the church on Saturday. I guess you know? I just say it's like been a really pleasant experience yeah. for me just because I haven't thought that way. Right. So yeah, no. it's been, it's been really nice to, and, you know, have you guys as some of my best friends totally. and family. So and thank you. Yeah. Oh and, my gosh. We, we really love you, Ben. Oh, thank and you. we really love what you and Dan and Amanda kind of sometimes. Kind of. So, <laughs> nah, kind of. She's always there. Uh, she just maybe lurks. She's, she's a lurker. A big part of this. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but what you guys are doing with this podcast is pretty cool. Well, thanks. I yeah, thank you. think you guys spent a lot of time talking about how great our church is, which I appreciate. But mm-hmm. I think what I really like about this is um, it just communicates that you like to celebrate other people. And you, oh, yeah. and you like yeah. to, you know, give people a platform to talk about regular people. I mean, mm-hmm. let's yeah. be real. Like you're talking about, what's his name? Joe, what's his face that Joe does Rogan? a podcast? Oh, oh yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. Yeah. Like anyone can do a podcast. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Right, right. Um, And I like that. And it doesn't take, you know, maybe there's, you know, like anyone can do a podcast. So really you can have, you know, mm-hmm. weird people and odd people and people that just really have nothing interesting right, to say right. can do a podcast. Sure. Right. Um, any, any old monkey can do a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. But at the same time, I think that gives a voice to just, we, we typically only hear, you know, um, from a, a global platform or from yeah. a large platform, mm-hmm. you know, from people who are super successful or people who are really like doing something yeah. really noteworthy, you yeah. know, but yeah, yeah. everyone is doing something totally. Yeah. totally noteworthy. And whether you have a million followers or totally. you have 10 followers or whatever it is, you're, you guys doing this. Mm-hmm. is super cool because oh, you're thanks. like, even though you probably don't, I don't know how many viewers you have. You have like hundreds or 335 followers that's, on Facebook. That's not a ton, yeah, but, maybe it's, but you're sharing uh, your platform. You're giving other people an opportunity who are just, you know, living life, sure. yeah. regular people. Um, and I just think that's super cool. Yeah. And I feel well, super honored to be asked to do this. Yeah. Um, I really, of course. Like we, we, we were really well, honored when we both talked, we were like, of course we'd have Amber on, you know, we, we love her story and, and just, you know, what her and Frank mean to us and, and, um, yeah, just, just all of that. And I just think, um, I just enjoy telling people's stories, you know, and I think that everybody, it does, you know, Amber, you do. Frank, yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, true. but like Amber, Frank, anybody watching, anybody listening, you have a story, you know, it doesn't matter who it is, mm-hmm. Ben, my wife, it, who cares like who it is, you have a story and, and, you know, like it's not insignificant either. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what this is all about. Like, and, and mm-hmm. that's, what's so fun about it is to get to unearth these stories and, 
you know, and, and like we talked about with Michael Sorg, you know, like he started his business in 2006 and he has storefront here. Like, I want to know what happened in between that. Right. I want, you know, and I think that's, the, that's, and that's the case with anybody here. You started here and you're here now. How did you get through that with Fordyce too? Same thing, Fordyce and Mike and, uh, mm-hmm. and, um, and Ben and a number of different people who like, yeah, you're here now. You're through whatever you were going through. Right. How did you get through that? Yeah. Um, and that's my favorite. And, and some other podcasts we have coming up too. Um, that's my favorite part of all this is just having people, whoever it is, you know, tell yeah. that story and we're going to, we're going to hear Amber's story. And I we're think gonna it's hear. interesting too, that like, you know, you brought up about giving a platform to people that may not be uber successful or mm-hmm. anything like that. Do you have a pun there with Uber? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uber successful. That's right. <laughs> a I little, just, little shameless that's plug. All I heard. Yeah. yeah. You're shameless just plugging plug. your business now. Um, <laughs> I would never plug Uber. <laughs> Go drive Lyft. Oh, no. Drive for Lyft and use Lyft. Uber Better successful. Company. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, they deserve it. Anyways, <laughs> um, what I was going to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I heard Uber. It's okay. Uh, the interesting thing is I think we have a tendency, maybe it's in our culture, maybe it's with Facebook. To, yeah. We, we tend to think that nobody else except us has problems yeah. that we're going through, but in, in having people on the show, it's been amazing to hear the things that people have overcome. Mm. Totally. Just in their simple lives. Like everybody's got an interesting story. Mm-hmm. And I love interviewing people that aren't necessarily at the end of the story yet. They're Definitely. kind of in the middle of working on things. Because to me, that's a lot more inspiring than... I would love to talk to Elon Musk, honestly. He's one of the dudes I look up to. But Elon Musk, same, if you're listening... Yeah. Dream Love to have you on. podcast. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I almost look at him as like a Moses or Jesus figure right, because right. it's like, there's no other Elon Musk. Like yeah. he's doing things that. Who is that? Oh, this, he's, he's the one that, um, he owns this, SpaceX. Right. The one that's trying um, to go to Mars. Well, he has colonize, a vision. He wants to, he wants to put 2 million Mars. people on Mars yeah. in the next hundred years. Wow. And he wants to use reusable rockets that can go into outer space, go into orbit basically make space travel commercialized. That's really crazy. I'm so out of that. Oh, he's a, well, he's amazing. He does. He owns that. He also owns Tesla, the electric, the electric car. He owns a bunch of other companies. He's building, he's building these gigantic lithium battery plants to make lithium batteries more affordable for the whole like planet just because he, he thought one day that they weren't affordable enough. But so a person like that, he's to just have one of those businesses be right, like right. a goal in life is too overwhelming for most people. And mm-hmm. he's got like four or five. He wants to go to Mars. That's just insane. So yeah, sometimes I feel like hearing from those people is inspirational, but it's hard to make the connection between your life and their life because it may be so far beyond what you're thinking about. Like sure. I just, you know. I'm just trying to clean up my house. Yeah. <laughs> not, well, not someone, to... <laughs> someone gave birth to him. Yeah. And yeah, someone definitely. fed him his baby food and, you know, yeah. raised him up. Yeah. That's a story in and of itself. It is. What's What was it like to be his mom and dad? Yeah. <laughs> Let's true. go find Elon you know? Musk's mom and dad. For real. I mean, that's a big, we'll respo- talk, that's we'll a big responsibility podcast. to like, you know, you're gifted to birth this child into the world and they did a great job. Yeah, Seems yeah. like they set him up for success And who knows well. what his story is though. I mean, maybe he had a really terrible home life. That's kind of... Maybe he doesn't know his parents. Maybe. Maybe he was adopted. I don't know. I think, I think his mom, mom he, <laughs> talk, he talks pretty highly of his mom. But I mean, it's the same thing with like, you know, Jesus' mother. Yeah. Just very celebrated. Like that's a huge responsibility. Sure. 
Anyways, <laughs> we've gotten way <laughs> off. Awesome. Thank you for, yeah, but thank you for. But that's super interesting that um, you have, you obviously have a real vision and a, and a passion and yeah. it's, it's really cool. And I can see you both share it. I love how you like, um, like you really compliment one another. Like he's here with the gear and, oh, you're, here, and you're here, here with, with the, the legal notepad. That's pad. It. <laughs> I'm, like, just, I'm just hanging it's, on it's, here. No. It is cool. Yeah. Um, you know, the collaboration that takes place well, and the pictures being taken. Yeah. Amanda. That's all my wife. Yeah, no, she's, yeah. This is not a one man show. No, no, we got, um, but I think, I think one thing you, said stuck out, you know stuck out and just the fact that uh and frank's taking photos too i love it i think he's are you uh, facebook living this oh it'd be cool if frank were facebook living or facebook live try do like it inception? Right. do you know inception. how to do that an inception that's right facebook live inception um but no i think one thing you you know, stuck out is that, that we have a passion for it. And I, and I believe that, but I also believe that everybody has a passion for something. I've Mm -hmm. said that on probably every single podcast, but I think, you know, but he's like, yeah, I'm tired of hearing about it. Uh, But no, I think that, you know, like, yeah, we have a passion for this, but you know, everybody has a passion. I think it's, you know, people need to find their passion, what it, whatever Mm -hmm. it is and find what they're, you know, what they're supposed to be doing and, and what, you know, lights them up inside, uh, and what, you know, they just have that feeling like, mm. and we, you know, we talked to Sorg, like, yeah, this, whatever it is, like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. and I just think everybody should find something like that. I don't know. That's just me. Mm. Yeah. We it's talked about that, that, uh, last, last Saturday yeah. with Fordyce, you're we right. talked about, you know, the butterfly effect of even, even if what you're doing is so, seems so insignificant to you just by touching the other lives around you, it has this exponential effect just making, it's kind of like Starbucks vision. It's why they've become such a successful company just by making right. somebody a good cup of coffee lifts their mood enough to like have a good business meeting and have like a good you have day. no idea how that changes mm-hmm. the rest of the world. Maybe that it's business, amazing. maybe that business meeting is with Elon Musk and it yeah. gets people to Mars. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that could get, have, have someone enough motivation to, you know, maybe yeah. change the world or, or start, you know. Um, so speaking of passion yeah. and motivation, I think you have a lot of passion and motivation for helping people find their dreams and calling. Yeah. So you're doing that, you're doing that with city reach through this growth track thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're doing it through the birth of a, a new church. Yeah. Really growth, growth track is, um, part of our, part of our vision. It's, it's a borrowed vision. Really growth track is something being adopted by lots of churches actually. Okay. Um, some people call it next steps. Some people call it starting point. Um, I'm, I forget what grace life church in Murraysville calls it. Um, but I mean, basically for somebody to find their passion, it is really and- something that has been adopted by a lot of church plants, but yeah. churches who are wanting to grow, you know, in, into, um, you know, a modern way of connecting, I guess, people to, mm-hmm. to what, what God is doing in their church. Um, and it's, it is a, a model, um, that was birthed out of, um, a church in Birmingham, Alabama, 
um, called Highlands, Church of the Highlands. Uh, Pastor Chris Hodges started a church um, and then collaborated with some other pastors who decided that pastors really needed to work together. They birthed the ark which is the Association oh, yeah. of Related Churches. Mm. Um, our church is an ARC church. Um, we went through ARC training um, and growth track is one of the things that they really, every church does that. Every church, you know, um, has some system sure. or process that exists to, um, you know, connect people to the vision of the church um, and then help them get connected or get involved. Gotcha. In it. And that's really has been the latest project of our of our church in the last six months or so, we've we've birthed Growth Track and started it. Um, as of February first, we. I'm most interested in step one. The word that jumped out to me was when you said modern. What makes it modern in comparison to <laughs> yeah. um, just old fashioned? Engage, yeah, yeah. Engaging in you know, um, um, I guess the evolving culture. Okay. Of of really, you know. I guess our nation is very unique in how we express <laughs> Christianity. And um, there is a that. global church, you know, there's, and it takes many different faces, but I think United States, America is really unique in the way that we, you know, the struggles that we have, yeah. um, the unique, you know, way that we, we have this American dream thing that's, you know, bred into us yeah, that, yeah. you know, we can yeah. do anything. Yeah. We, we have everything at our fingertips, um, you know, and I think it takes a lot of, a lot more intention to build a healthy, um, thriving, vibrant church today than it did maybe, you know, 50 years ago. Or how, how difficult is ago. that? You know, just to do with, with everything that, and everyone that might have different beliefs or different, you know, might be scarred or think this way about churches or that way. How difficult is that to, to maybe build a church and, and maybe, you know, just to do that in today's climate? I don't feel in any way that I am a qualified <laughs> <Okay>. person <laughs> to answer that question. I can answer it to the best of my ability. Sure. Um, but I think it's, it is really challenging. Yeah. Um, and it depends on, you know, I guess, you know, what, what is the vision of your church? You really need to know what, what is your goal? And I think yeah. that there, there needs to be different churches for different, yeah. you know, cultures of our country. Yeah. Um, you know, I really can only speak to this country cause I'm called to this country. Sure, sure. Yeah. I've never been called outside of it, but, um, I think that it's whatever you're trying to do, it's, it's going to be a challenge. Whatever you're trying to build, um, especially I think as it pertains to the kingdom of heaven on earth right now, um, it's a fight. It's, right. a, it's a fight in whatever, you know, God's building in you um, to, to, to birth that thing that God wants, you know, to, to come out of you or what God wants to do with your life. Sure. That is a, it's a, it's an uphill battle. It can be really, really challenging. How, how do I, as a person find that, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it doesn't even have to be relatable to someone, even if somebody doesn't go to church, like sure. how do I find that, uh, even somebody who's watching who might not be interested in, but how do I find what my passion is, what, what I need to, to give to the world like that? A really good question. I personally, think that the only way to really truly find um, purpose is it's in your design. And unless kind someone's of DNA kind unless of. someone's willing to come to um, 
I overcomplicate things probably, <laughs> Me too. but I, I really like <laughs> to get to the real like base root of the matter. Sure. Yeah. And, and to me, it's hard for me to answer that without yeah. talking about a creator. Yeah. Because if you don't believe that someone created you, yeah. if you don't believe in God, I, I have a hard time relating to that as, and, and the question is, how do you find your passion or sure, your purpose? Sure, yeah. You find it in your design. Yeah. yeah. Design reveals destiny. Yeah. Um, and I think that is some of the reason why there's such a hard, we find such a hard time sometimes yeah. really coming into our passion Yeah. because you know, the, the name of the podcast is dream loud. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's all about finding your dream or how did you reach your dream sure, or how sure. did you develop your dream? And yeah. I really feel like there's gotta be any dream that you have that isn't submitted to the will of God is going to be, it's going to be hard for you. Yeah. Um, I always lately have been thinking a lot about, um, you know, our will, our, our want versus the will of God. Yeah. And when Jesus was here, he said, I'm here to do the will of my father. Mm -hmm. Not what he wanted. Not what he wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, we believe in Jesus Christ as the hope of the world. We believe in, in Jesus Christ. His sacrifice was once and for all something that connected us to God, brought total reconciliation to us and God and reconciliation to us um, between one another. Sure. Mm -hmm. And um, I just can't imagine trying to find a passion, you know, outside of what God, if I really believe God created me yeah. and if I really believe that he made me for a purpose, then I need to, I need to get close to him yeah. and find out what his dream is for me. And I think we can, we can look into what, what, you know, makes us tick those yeah. are great indicators. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes we get a little ahead of ourselves because we want to we want to jumpstart the dream and we don't want to go through the process. We want it to happen now. Yeah. We don't want it to get. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we don't even really know what I know for me. My dream is like super underdeveloped. I never really knew what I was here for. What's yours? <laughs> My dream right now is live to build on the dream a podcast. really healthy church. Okay. I would just love to see the most healthy, vibrant church. What's what's what? the definition of that? You know, because I mean, I we're having a great time now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amanda and I are having a, we're like, yeah, we're, we're pretty healthy. You know, yeah. like what, what is, where, I guess like where will you hit that? Like, yeah, this is it. Like this I think, is where. You know, the interesting thing about that too that I want to throw out Good. is that, you know, some people in your community environment, in the church environment could be having a great time and other people are just not clicking You're, with it at all. Right, right. Like there's this huge mm. spectrum of- Totally. There is. You have Man, to like find- I'm not you feeling have to, it or- You yeah. gotta yeah. find your assignment. I really yeah. believe in that. Um, you that, mean your assignment within the church? That God has an assignment oh, yeah. for you- Thank you. <laughs> um, within, within, the, within the church. Sure, yeah. sure, um, yeah. And I think when it comes to churches, we are very church saturated. We can church hop. Yeah. We can church yeah. shop. Um, Maybe I, if we're offended I by something. I belong to a local or, community yeah. forum on Facebook that has like 50,000 members or something from people in the community. And sure. every once in a while, someone will post, um, 
does anyone have any recommendations for a good church? Yeah. Yeah. It is shocking <laughs> how many comments. Oh my gosh. That that post will get. Yeah. If yeah. you look look into I don't know if I should or shouldn't mention <laughs> the particular forum. Yeah, you don't we'll, have leave, to. we'll leave it. Yeah. Um, we'll leave it to the imagination. But yeah, if yeah. you look but at, you all know it. No, <laughs> people will, you know, yes. tag their church. Sure, sure. And it's the best friggin' church in the entire universe. Oh, right, right. You know, I highly recommend this church or I highly recommend this thing. And I I'd think that's Reach. super cool. We're yeah. very church saturated. Yeah, but yeah. what that kind of breeds sometimes is that we can we can pick and choose. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a I mean, people almost advertise their churches, whether this is a good thing or bad thing. They advertise them like it's a new program on HBO in some ways that you yeah, can click on and watch and, you know, or yeah, a new, click off. a new product. Yeah. And, and really, I think it's important to find, you know, where's my assignment? And a lot yeah. of times your assignment, I know my assignment for a lot of years was a place I never would have picked. It was a place I wasn't necessarily thriving in. Yeah. It was a place where I, you know, look back and realize that I had a lot of needs met. It was a really great, comfortable yeah. environment. And, um, you know, I'm talking about the last church that we sure, came sure. from. Um, you know, I never would have picked that place for myself. Yeah. Um, I never would have imagined we would have been there as long as we were. Yeah. Um, but, but there's gotta be a level of, um, just surrenderedness to God's will. Yeah. If Jesus is our example. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty, that's a pretty, that's a pretty lofty standard. He, he gave his life right at the point where most people begin to experience the most success in, in their yeah, lives. That's a great point. And he gave it yeah. up. He could yeah. have, and he was tempted with everything the world had to offer. Yeah. And he could have taken it for himself, but he said, I'm not here to do my will, but the will of my father in heaven. Yeah. And, and really every dream to be f truly fulfilling. I believe a dream that's worth living is the one that makes the most impact in the lives of as many people outside of mm -hmm. your immediate needs or your immediate sure. family as possible. You know, some people may impact millions of people. Billy Graham just died. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. Like what an incredible testimony totally. of millions of people, but you don't have to be Billy Graham to live out your capacity to, right. to influence. But I think a life that's most, I think even modern psychology. Yeah tells us that you get the most satisfaction in life when you know you've made a very, very prominent impact in the life of another person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how much more as Christians do we believe that that really is the only thing we get to carry into eternity with us Yeah, yeah. is what we've done for another person. And I think too, like, um, I've been listening to a bunch of different psychologists on YouTube and Facebook and a lot of studies that have been coming out recently, uh, they're realizing that, you know, maybe the pursuit of happiness isn't what actually makes people happy at the end of their life. It's more the lives that they've touched mm -hmm. rather yeah. than thinking back on the happy memories that they've had. It's really interesting. So, yeah. and, and I think people seek that out as well. I mean, that's what drives people to achieve their dreams. It's, you know, if you just wanted a comfortable life that's set up with everything, then you wouldn't have people like going through hard times to try to achieve something more. And then to so, come out on the, on the edge of those with an even better perspective of maybe, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. What? Um, and, and you said, you know, you were speaking of, of and we had Frank on several episodes mm-hmm. ago. Um, he said that he wanted to be a youth pastor his whole life. That was, <laughs> you know, he had no, uh, you know, no, uh, um, no thought to ever, you know, creating the church, but he said, um, you know, there were different supernatural experiences that said, you know, if, if he said that you were a big part of creating city reach Mm -hmm. as well. Um, he said that if, if you, that if, had you not created the church, you would have been in direct violation of the Holy Spirit. I believe that was about an hour and five minutes in uh, <laughs> of, the, of the last episode. Um, and that you guys have, you know, you guys have a vision of having, <clears throat> excuse me, like anybody who might be, you know, have addictions or, or anything like that could come into a place where they're welcomed um, and not, you know, and, and they wouldn't, and, and they could, you know, be impacted. Um, but it wouldn't be like a, um, you know, like a, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't step foot in a, in a, a regular church, but you, you know, you guys had this vision for city reach. Um, where did that come from? How did you know to act on it? Essentially, you know, how, from what Frank was saying in the, in the episode where he was on. Um, so the question is, how did I know personally, was it you or was that like, we were supposed to take a step into planting a church? Yeah. How did you guys, you know, because like you said, you know, you had different supernatural experiences yeah. and, and things of that nature. How did you guys say, okay, we're going to, we're going to pull the trigger on this. We're going to do it. Well, I mean, essentially you jumped into something that was bigger than your aspirations. Yeah. Cause he said, Frank said he wanted to be a youth pastor. His, right. you know, I was like, Hey, I'd be cool <laughs> with being, you know, and, and that's fine. But then it was like, uh, maybe we should be doing this, you know, like, yeah. How, how do you know when you're maybe hearing those things or feeling those things or getting those feelings? Like maybe I should do this to actually act on it and to, and to start a church so really, that it would be the right thing. It's a loaded question. It's, it's hard to, uh, it's what I'm here for. No, identify. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can speak personally yeah. from, from my, well, what was the my, process like? Yeah. Yeah. The, sure. The process was interesting because, um, it became really obvious to us that we were, we were needing to discern what the next step was going to be for us. Yeah. Um, the church that we, we came to Pennsylvania to a church that was completely outside of our denominational background, which yeah. we thought was super cool. Like yeah. coming into that, I know I remember thinking this is really, this is great for us we had become kind of disenfranchised from the denomination that we grew up in. We both were saved and discipled and grew up in the same denomination. Mm. Um, And then when we were married, there was just like a kind of like a, a problem with Frank. I'm going to put it's on live. It's like, it's live Facebook, but Frank, Frank is divorced. Um, the particular what? denomination, no. that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the denomination that you know, gonna come he, was, in here. he was working for at the time. Um, it was, it was allowed, you were allowed to be up in a pastoral role and divorced, but you couldn't remarry yeah. and, and keep your credential. So mm-hmm. when we married, yeah. it was kind of like, I wouldn't say that we got the boot from the denomination, yeah. but we kind of got kicked out of the denomination a yeah. little bit. They weren't as accepting. They weren't. They were like, well, you can't have a license. Yeah. This is just our, our rule. Yeah. Sure. And it was kind of like, okay, 
that's that's okay. But then it was like, well, now what do we do? Yeah. You know, like um, we we weren't sure. And so I'm going way back. I'm going yeah. back yeah. to like before this, way before this leap of faith. We took this leap of faith. You were in Minnesota we were, before. We were is in that Minnesota, correct? Yeah. Um, which is where I grew up. Yeah. Um, I lived all 21 years of my life till I met and married Frank and moved away. Um, and we at that point in time were working for Frank's best friend who um, was actually had planted a church or taken over a church plant that um, was being kind of revitalized. Is and this when you moved in I into got, the area? Uh, that was before we moved to okay. Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we were working at this little church and we just were feeling, you know, God telling us to take the next step and we didn't yeah. know what that looked like. Sure, and we sure. just, we just put a, put a resume out on a website we got this a hit from this church here in Pennsylvania and it mm-hmm. just yeah it just yeah. happened like it happened very quickly sure and so that's how god called us here and yeah. we thought we were being called to a church yeah. for a time to do a job and when we moved here so you kind of knew there was a time limit on this we felt like there was a definite we had made a four year commitment yeah so it was like the people who hired us said we really want you to see an entire class of students through high school. That mm, if we could yeah. keep you here to cool. see some kids from their freshman year to their senior year, we would be so happy. And sign me up. We kind of ended up like I just think where Frank goes, he digs roots. Yeah, like yeah. he can't he can't not. It's yeah, just who right. he is. Yeah. And so for me, <laughs> You know, that was kind of challenging because I felt like in my mind, we weren't here for yeah. nine, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, you know, I'm 10 years younger than Frank. So, you know, I had kind of some dreams, some ideas of what I want to do when we moved here. I was going to go to school or I was going to kind of figure out what my my role is going to be. Yeah, yeah. What's my job going to be? I didn't even know. Yeah. You were looking for that. For, yeah. And so as soon as we moved here, we got pregnant with our first kid. And that became my role. Yeah. My role became kids. And then after that one, two years later, the second one came. Yeah, yeah. And then three years later, the third one came. And that really became my role in supporting Frank in youth ministry. Um, and I always felt like God's God's going to call us to something else. I always knew yeah. that. Like, yeah. this isn't where we're going to be forever. Um, how did you know that? Like, how did, how did you kind of, how did you I get that know. sense? Yeah. I just know things. <laughs> well, I, I would just, say that would, I just knew that. I yeah. think in general that's true of most people. You're not going to be not at, me, like, apparently. No, I'm just well, kidding. <laughs> you're not going to be whether it's the same thing or not. Right. You're not going to be with the same organization or the same place for your whole life. Sure. So yeah. in general, like well, I, we look at the future in that in that in that lens like all the time. Like I think of life in that way. I'm like, oh, I'll always yeah. be doing this, but. If you think practically, you're like 10 years from now, well, I probably guess not. <laughs> what I meant by that was yeah. I didn't think we would be in Pennsylvania okay. forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was absolute news to me <laughs> yeah, yeah. when God was like, <laughs> stay here. Cause I was like, well, where should we go? When, yeah. when, so was this after, after about, yeah. you know, eight years into this, you know, youth pastorate, yeah, yeah. Um, or youth directorship, um, you know, we we were understanding it was time to take the next step. And so we're like, okay, well, where do we move then? Yeah. yeah. Do we yeah. move? At that time, my parents were living in California. They had relocated to California for a total of three years. And it was around the same time that they were kind of getting restless out there. 
um, you know, we hadn't been seeing them as much. Right. But we had gone out to visit and it was like, oh my gosh, California. And, you know, we Frank also has this friend. Frank has two best friends, one who planted a church in Minnesota that we came from and the other one who planted a church in California. Yeah. Kevin Foster. And Lance Rates, if you're watching, hey guys, probably if you're not, watching but and or listening, thanks for they, pr- they probably Kevin are. Has, had always said, Frank, you're gonna come and be my youth pastor in California. Yeah, yeah. And we like we wanted to do that. Sure. Yeah. And there was one time when we were we knew God was saying, okay, now it's time for you to take the next step. You're gonna be moving out of this place yeah. here in Harrison City, and we're like, well, we know where we're gonna go. Sure. We're going to going Fresno, to- and we're gonna be Kevin's youth pastors yeah and we went yeah. out there and we visited and it's just it's fresno fresno is actually like one of the worst places to move in california i've heard <laughs> i loved it i thought it was awesome but we and it just didn't feel right yeah yeah and we came back and and we prayed about it and we both were like this isn't what god wants us to do and what we wanted to do it yeah yeah and when we said kind of goes back when to we what you agreed, were saying we're not gonna do that yeah. Even though we want to do it so bad, there was just like this peace. Yeah. Like we just got this relieved feeling like, cause there was considerable concerns about, you know, the salary wasn't nearly what we were getting, you know, here in PA Yeah, yeah. and the cost of living is higher and we it's have two higher. kids and it's kind of, you know, a crummier area. So there were concerns. So I think just really when we decided we weren't going to do that, it was a real relief. Um, but then mm-hmm. it was like, okay, well, then where do we go? Sure. Then yeah. we maybe we'll move Northern California where my parents are. We interviewed for a, a, a ministry position actually in Minnesota, about an hour and a half north of where I grew up in the Minneapolis area. Okay. And it was probably, I think that it, really, it was really attractive because if we, it looked like city reach. Yeah. Yeah. It had the absolute culture of, um, you know, what we eventually ended up building. Um, and we were like, we would love to take this job. And it was for a children's pastor position. Oh, wow. And we're like, we don't even care. We don't care what position we have as long if it's a healthy church. Sure, sure. And if it's where God wants us, like we'll do anything. Bring us in. And I I would have loved to move back an hour and a half away from my parents, you know, where my, they're basically, you know, their grandkids are growing away from them halfway across the country, away from them for most of their life. Mm -hmm. That's been a really, you know, that was a huge challenge in of itself. That was a super attractive option. And God was like, no. And I'm like, finally, I remember arguing with God and being like, I'll go to Honduras. (laughs) We'll go to China. Where do you want us to go? And when God said, God gave me really, really, really gave me a heart for the city of Jeanette. And I still don't fully understand that because (laughs) we were going to plant our church in Jeanette. And when we finally made, you know, took the step to plant the church, God actually opened up a way bigger platform. Like think, Mm -hmm. I think that's what you were alluding to before Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, Greensburg and then calling our church, you know, city reach Westmoreland, which is the name of the County, not the name of the city with the County seat too. And Greensburg's the County seat. Yeah. Which I still don't, I'm not sure that we're really worthy of that, the title of city reach Westmoreland. But anyway, that's how God led us to, to do it. It was just, I knew it was God's will. Because it was exactly the opposite of what I would have wanted, yeah. you know, three years into living here. Yeah. I ne- if you were to tell me <laughs> I was going to mo- buy a house here, yeah. 
I would have told you you are absolutely crazy. <laughs> There's no way I'm staying here. I am not yeah. staying here. This is not my home. These people are crazy. <laughs> We're pretty this, wild. It's like a yeah. foreign country to some people, you know, just so you guys know. It's true, yeah. 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 Um, but I guess the point is the will of God on your life, chasing the will of God over your your human desires yeah. is is what I think is the secret sauce of what we're doing at City Reach Church. Um, because I think uh, the church will adopt, you know, the the heart of the people who are pioneering it. Right, Whoever's yeah. leading your church, yeah, you are, you know, you're under that vision and you are you're inheriting <laughs> you know, what God's doing in their life. And, Mm -hmm. and I think it's because we have really, we've really surrendered to, you know, what God wants. How did you know the position in Minnesota wasn't right? I mean, everything seems so good and, and this and close, you're moving back home, you're moving family, you know, how did you know that that wasn't the right position? I'm not sure if I remember. Hey, Frank, do you remember if we had like absolute confirmation? He just walked by. <laughs> Did you remember how we ended up deciding not to take that position in in Minnesota? Yeah, I guess how, how do you Jim's realize church? that? I mean, that's that seems like such a man. We're going home. We're close to family. Um, you know, how do you know that that wasn't the right position? Well, I liken it. Stupid answer. <laughs> Everybody, every married person gives a single person. You just know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, how do you know? I don't know if she's the one. Is he the one? Is he the one? Hey, listen. You, you, just, you just know. When you know, you, just you know. know. Well, that's stupid. I don't just know. <laughs> she's not the one. You're, yeah. if you're right. Out, yeah. You're right. You're out. Okay. <laughs> or him. Um, so we that's just knew right. that that wasn't the place. Yeah. You know? um, so for us to step into the role that we've been functioning in, um, so yeah. when you know something, then you pursue it. You know that it's not going to be easy. Yeah. You know that it's it's going to have its challenges, and that God's going to resource you. Um, but all you all you really need in anything is that green light. Well, and- I think at the time that we were looking into that church in Minnesota, um, we were simultaneously being encouraged um, through a few sources here locally. Um, to pursue city reach as an opportunity. Um, And that actually, I think ultimately became the, the deciding factor for us is we sat, we, I think we may have been one of the last church planting couples who got the, I don't know, maybe there's other people who are getting that opportunity, but we sat down with Brian Bolt, who is, who's the president and founder of city reach network. We had this like, you know, appointment with him at, at Panera that he went to the wrong, wrong Panera. We went to the wrong Panera. (laughs) It was like, there's two Paneras in Murraysville or Monroeville. There's one. Yeah, there is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like he went to this one. We went to that one and we were like, we, and this was like our, like we were really, really like seeking, like, what are we going to do? And this, and this one pastor that we were connected to through somebody that we knew had met with me at this individual's court hearing for their custody battle with their kids. It's just an incredible, 
the way God like connects you is, is really remarkable. But this pastor had said, Hey, you know, I was talking to him like, man, like my husband has so much passion. We have, we have such untapped, you know, potential. We just don't know what to do. We know we need to take the next step, but we don't know what to do. And he was like, you know, your husband reminds me a lot of this guy, Brian, (laughs) this guy, Brian, you wouldn't believe what he's doing in, in the North side. And and they're building these recovery homes and he's building these churches with like this hope home model. And I just, I think you need to connect with this guy. Huh? Yeah. And we connected. You you met him at a custody here. Is that right? No, we met. This was, was this was another pastor, the pastor that had inevitably, you know, sent us towards city reach. Um, So we just called him up. Yeah. I don't know if anyone calls Brian Bolt you, anymore and is like, call, hey, I want to plant a church. Did you call him out of nowhere? Guy to Was it just get kind of, of? Yeah. Yeah. Someone okay. gave Frank his personal number. Yeah, right. And was and Frank called him and said, Hey, I think I'm I need to maybe plant a church. I'm your guy. I'm and yeah. No, I don't think that was no. Frank's mentality <laughs> at all. Guy. Frank's sure, mentality sure. was you need to check me out and see if I'm at all what you're looking for. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we met with him and, and you know, up until that point we had received those confirmations. Right. And this I and I really feel like it in the right direction. Yeah, like yeah. different people who confirmed it for Frank. Um I just really had this sense that we were supposed to pursue it. So for me, it was just really confirmation. Um, But I think Frank really needed to hear very specific, um, you know, like supernatural things. Like, were you up at 3 a.m. the other night? I was up at 3 a.m. And and your face came into my mind and I was praying for you. And another person from our church was like, hey, we need to plant a church. Someone needs to plant a church. Charlie was one. Charlie Charlie was one. Yeah. so when we met with Brian, it was like, he's like, you, you guys can do this. Yeah. He didn't even know us. And and I yeah. think when you meet with someone who is so used to walking by faith, yeah, they just know, and you just know. And we yeah. just, we knew that it was, it was God's will for us. So. Yeah. Sometimes it just like, um, the stars align in that, sure. in that way. You said that you received, you felt that you received the supernatural confirmation. Is there anything you can point to? Like, yeah, I, I, and, and you said you know, specifically I had it. Is there anything you can point to? Like, this is how, and, and I guess where I'm trying to go into is maybe if somebody's listening or somebody's watching, like, man, what, what, what am I going to feel? You know, whenever I feel that this is my destiny, yeah. or this is, but, but you said that you felt it. Can you point back to a time where you were like, yeah this is it. Like, this is what it is. And this is, and I know you said you had a bunch of different little ones, but is there anything that you can kind of point out to that, um, that kind of told you that this is what you should do? I think that the way that each of us hears from God is super individual. Yeah. I think you can kind of make generalizations. Like some people see things, some people hear things, some people read things, some people see signs, like those are very general, but I think, if you, the Bible says that you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And for me, I was just earnestly yeah. desiring God's plan. And like I, you were looking, I was, you were, yeah. I, I can't even say I was looking, but, but I was just before God saying, what, what is it? Yeah. What are you, what are you doing here? Sure. What are you doing in our lives? What are you building in us? Like, where are we, where are we going? What is your plan? Sure. And I remember Jeanette was, we were baited with Jeanette. That's okay. how I, <laughs> that's how I communicate it. Like, yeah, yeah. cause, cause Jeanette felt like, and for those of you who aren't 
don't know Jeanette. Jeanette is a local city that is, is kind of smaller. It's a kinda. smaller city, but it really, everybody kind of knows Jeanette yeah. because it is notorious for just being very, very tr- a troubled city. Yeah. And what's really ironic about Jeanette is if you look into the history of it, it was actually where were the most wealthy people. It, it was a very wealthy town when yeah. it first started. Yeah. And there's a very affluent, you know, society that was built there, you know, around the glass industry. Yeah, you're right. Um, Which we shot our music video for Rod in. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Which is super cool. That's because awesome. All the dilapidated, rusty buildings. Is that more than a million views now? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. had more than a million. I could look it up, but it had a million a while. I hope you credited yeah. that crummy city for that video. Are they? Te- did you tag the city Of course hall? we didn't tell them because <laughs> we didn't get permission before we filmed there. Pretty sure you don't need permission. But anyway, Jeanette, yeah. I, would, I remember driving through Jeanette and I, I actually, I had these moments with God where I was just doing like the most mundane things. You're just I remember through, this very yeah. specific time where, you know, and at that time we would drive through Jeanette. We had been ministering in Jeanette. I think Frank talked about that, about the, um, the, the ministry that we were doing in That's Jeanette. Right. We were yeah. street ministry. And then we did the sure. rap concert and all that stuff. So we were in the city. We were ministering to the city. And I, I was doing laundry. You were already kind of doing some things there. Yeah. We were, yeah. yeah. You, and yeah. this one day we were doing laundry and I was listening to a sermon by Graham Cook. I don't know if you know who Graham Cook is. What, what is he associated with? Because I know he's, the name. He's kind He's kind of like floats around with the Bethel group. Okay. And okay. He, he's affiliated with Bethel. I'm pretty sure that's probably how I came to know about him. But he, he preached this message about listening to the cry of the city. Oh. And he talked about going around at that time. in this city. Yeah. I was actually doing laundry at the okay, time. Yeah. In my little laundry room down in the basement of my house. And I remember just listening to this message about this guy who had so much conviction that he had been called to a city huh. and that the, he would literally just drive around and and listen to the cry of the city and the yeah. city crying out to him. And it just, it's just impacted me so much. And I just, you can't really describe those moments with Holy Spirit where you just feel this, you're just impacted, yeah. you know, by what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember connecting that to my experience, you know, being in the city of Jeanette and, yeah. and being bait, just being drawn to it. And yeah. I think as God baited us with this very manageable vision, it was yeah. like, we could do this. Yeah. We're already doing something there. Yeah. We could pool this kind of, you know, rapport that we have with these people. We could say, Hey, we're opening a church and, yeah. and we could go in and make a huge impact. We could put our, I wouldn't mind putting my kids in that school district and yeah. buying a house there. Sure, and, sure. and then, you know, we took the first step and we looked at 40 houses in Jeanette and, and it just was like, no, none, yeah. none of the houses. This isn't working right now. And then yeah. our realtor, who's also a member of our church, um, currently was like, I think you guys need to just expand your huh. search. Can yeah. I, can I start looking into Greensburg a little bit further out? We were like, sure. And within it's three houses, yeah. she found the house we're in the right now. In, yeah. It's a great house. And, yeah. and, and then God gave us, you know, well now our church, we knew our church was going to be meeting in our house. Yeah. So whatever city we moved to, is the city that we're going to be ministering. And we thought right. it was Jeanette, but God was like, no, actually I just had to give you a very manageable thing yeah. to think yeah. you could handle <laughs> to get you out of where you were because we get comfortable. Yeah. 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 And we want to take comfortable leaps of faith. Yeah. And, 
And, <laughs> and I think that really kind of summarizes, you know, what it was like for us. Like it probably is why it took us so long to leave, you know, where we were at. Yeah. Um, because it, it was a very uncomfortable leap of faith. Yeah. What, well, you know, I think what you, what you said is really interesting. And I think it, it uh, strikes a chord with me because I think most people think to achieve a big, a big dream, you need a ton of ambition right. to yeah. fuel that. And it needs but, to happen right now. And that's not yeah. necessarily true. What what I see from what you and Frank did is more along the lines of you were just willing to take maybe more responsibility uh, or just willing to try things that you didn't know if you were able to handle necessarily. Like owning a home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, it was as simple as that. Yeah. Like the leap of faith was... We're taking a pay cut. Yeah. Our in our expenses are increasing. Yeah. We're moving to a way bigger city than we thought we were. Oh, also, we're gonna have a baby while we're doing it. Yeah. That yeah. was like the icing on the cake. We had already like decided we were gonna do this. We said yes to God and he was like, and surprise, baby. Yep. You're like, wait a minute. Hold on here. <laughs> That was that was a rough one for me. That was hard. I was so, like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to do this pregnant and breastfeeding. <laughs> so how do you still kind of like, okay, well this is still. I mean, you're getting everything. You're getting, you know, pay cut, bigger city, baby yeah. on the way. You know how how do you still well, yeah. do that? Yeah. What kind of mindset do you need to have to keep saying yes? Yeah, we're we're still doing this. We're still, you know, because I think that that is a big key to unlocking some things. Absolutely. So, yeah. so what? Saying yes when you're uncomfortable. Yeah, like what, yeah. what's kind of going through your head, like through all of that, like what? Can you Probably put some your... things we can't say here, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> of course, Absolutely we all have Absolutely, some sure. of that. <laughs> we all have the, we all have those moments, but I'm I'm just curious because I'm sure some people would just say, "No, this is too hard. I can't handle it." Oh yeah, yeah. But how do you say yes at that point? Well, it's interesting because today we. We also have a vision in our church to do um, to do small groups in yeah. a way that really is like the core of our vision is that we don't just gather Sunday. We gather all, all week long. It's pretty awesome. And today in, in the group that I was leading, we're doing this curriculum called Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk. Um, and the basis of love, he says, is I choose you. And he, he pulls that from scripture where, where Christ chose the disciples. Mm-hmm. And then he says you didn't choose me. I chose you. And he said, this is, we can translate this into all of our relationships that the ultimate expression of love is I choose you. Mm -hmm. I am a person who does what I say. I tell me what to do and I do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I choose you. And it does, it's not based on what you're giving me, what whatever you're doing on your end of the relationship it doesn't, matter. doesn't yeah. matter. I'm choosing you. Mm-hmm. And Through I think all your, yeah. it's a lot that's very similar to to our relationship with God because he chooses us no yeah. matter what we do. Yeah. And choosing him back is a daily that is, I think, probably how you can summarize walking with God is waking up every day and saying, I don't understand this. This yeah. doesn't make, it's the peace that surpasses all understanding is mm-hmm. what what we what is available to us. Whatever I'm going through right now, whatever. So it means yeah. it, it's not making sense to me. I cannot 
actually understand this with my human mind, my personal human emotions and my life experience is telling me that I need to run the hell away from this as fast as I can. But I'm choosing you, God, yeah. and I'm choosing your path. And and I'm trusting that where I'm at right now is where you've put me. Yeah. And, and when you, when you take that posture, that is a really powerful posture to sure. take. Um, the, there, I just keep getting scripture that comes to my mind, you know, where the Bible talks about if we seek him first right, and his righteousness which is really just being right with God, having a right relationship sure. with him, we'll have everything added to us yeah. and more, mm-hmm. more than we could ever ask or imagine. Um, so when you're in, I mean, I remember we moved into the house. We we had planted the church um, and and we had the baby. <laughs> And the baby was six months old Yeah, yeah. who was the fulfillment of all of my dreams, really, because I had always wanted a boy. Yeah. And we finally got the boy. That was kind of like the consolation, I guess, that there was a fourth (laughs) kid on the way as we were making all these transitions was that it was the boy that I I always wanted. Yeah. But I remember sitting there on the couch holding the fourth child. Yeah. Frank was off somewhere. I'm in my new home. And my other three kids are like running rampant around (laughs) me. Yeah. And I have like the weight of this church on my shoulders yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh my God, like what in God's name am I doing <laughs> with my life right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, that was like a moment where I just felt like this is super overwhelming. But I think it's in those moments, you know, the Bible talks about how in our weakness, he is made strong. Yeah. And actually the word is perfect. God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. And and that is the ultimately fulfilling life. When you're actually doing something, this is what compels people to believe in a God. Yeah. When we're doing something that's actually outside of the capacity of human human yeah. ability. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very compelling place to live and I think that is just a place that I it's a it's like a love hate relationship that place <laughs> in our life. Um, but I think to summarize, you choose God's will. Yeah, and it, yeah. and it doesn't matter what it looks like or how it feels. You just believe and you have faith that that, that yeah. what He said back there. I'm I'm believing in that. I'm believing yeah. that's a faith pillar for me. Sure. When Charlie Hawk, yeah, yeah, you know, prophesied over us when he didn't even he doesn't even know what prophecy <laughs> is, but he's prophesying the future of our lives. Yeah, yeah. And Brian Bolt's looking us in the face and saying, "You can do this." Yeah. And I'm hearing from Holy Spirit, like there is, you know, just this calling that I have for you in this city where you would never have picked. Yeah, yeah. I, you, you remember those things. <clears throat> yeah. You remember them. Bill Johnson writes down all of the prophecies that have been spoken over huh. his life and he reads them every, all the time. Yeah. I, I've heard this, that what makes Bill Johnson such a man of great faith is that he has a record of what God has done. Yeah. He writes down all the miracles that he's seen and he writes down all the prophecies, he's all the given. things that God has promised him or something that someone's spoken over his life. Huh. And he reads them all the time. He spends hours just reading those things. Wow. That's really like, yeah, it's a little yeah. mind blowing. 
you know, to echo what you said, I, I know for me personally, everything that I may have accomplished that other people may look at and be like, that's nuts. Yeah. It never felt like it was possible or totally. while I was going into it, it was very, I would always question like, can I really handle this? Oh, yeah. It never feels like it. Yeah. At least totally. for me. No, well, it's, so mm-hmm. I can definitely relate to what you're talking about. That's, and then you do it. And you look back and you're like, I can't believe that worked. And other people start praising you. And yeah. they're like, this is, and then God's so like, amazing. round two. <laughs> right. Are you ready for the next level? Because that was nothing. Not really. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, for what? real, yeah. though. <laughs> Hold on. There's a round two. I just got through round one. Yeah. You got the cut guy in the corner. No. Um, for real. I, I guess what, uh, and, and I can say the same thing. I mean, it's just, you know, I would have never guessed that. I would have covered two Super Bowls. I mean, that's, you know, I I would have never, you know, and been on the ice with the Stanley Cup and, and, you know, all of those different things. I'm like, really? Like that? It's just so cool to get. But at the same time, I mean, even though there was that, um, you know, I'm still a regular guy. I still have, you know, problems and things like that. I mean, there's nothing that, you know, there's nothing that's. You know, but I, but I think I guess what I want to go back to, like, what um, your vision of your church, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I guess kind of going down into it, um, you really welcome everybody. I mean, it, it's you know, we've we've spoken with people who are, are former, um, you know, former drug users, maybe some who still use drugs, uh, who have you know just d- different, uh, a, a lot of different backgrounds, and you still accept them and still bring them in. And I think that's part of the vision. I think Frank kind of alluded to that, where it was like, um, and I think it's part of the reason why you're attracted to Jeanette too, where the some of these different people, um, you want them to experience God, and some of these people might not experience them by going into a you know, a church with cathedral walls and they've been around since the, you know, the, the early 1900s. Um, can you kind of speak to where you got that vision? Um, and, and that's hard sometimes whenever, you know, maybe you have someone who might have an addiction or this, the, you know, people's crap, people's junk that everybody has, even Ben has, even I have, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody has it, um, that you're, you're so welcome. You invite everyone over to your house, you know, for something called the gathering, the groups. Um, I guess, just the, the, you know, to be so welcoming to everybody when there's a time in the world where some people aren't as welcoming just overall. Hmm. Sorry, that was a lot there. That's okay. <laughs> so the question is, where do we get the vision? Yeah, just the vision that? of, you know, maybe, maybe allowing, you know, a, a, and ministering to someone who might be no, and I'm saying a drug addict, but anybody who has, mm-hmm. you know, I don't just want to single out that, but that's just the, the only thing that's in my mind right now um, that yeah. allow anybody who, you know, and you're saving lives and bringing people to God um, who might, you know, who might have, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of right now, but, <laughs> yeah. you, know, but you know what I'm saying. Well, people- Why do you like hanging out with druggies so much? <laughs> We just no. really <laughs> like that. Um, but yes. Well, really, yeah. Like, why do we really want to create an environment yeah. that so welcoming everybody? Yeah. And, and, and it's I, true. And I guess if you were to talk to like, here's the thing that I don't like about this. Like people's lives have been transformed. I don't want to communicate. I don't ever want us to come across as like, we are doing it better. Yeah. Like, I really think Frank nailed it when he said that if we didn't plant a church, we would be in direct violation of what the Holy Spirit was asking us to do. And that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, yeah. We're doing what just comes naturally to us. Right, right. And really, it is a supernatural um, 
act. Yeah, yeah. And what's happening is less what our vision is and just who we are. Yeah. And um and every church is super important. I don't think that there are enough churches until there's actually enough seats in every church to accommodate every single person sure. that lives within the general vicinity. Yeah. So a lot of like you need a lot of churches and you need different expressions. Right. And I think churches also need to understand that like there is kind of a fluidity that needs to happen in people's spiritual journeys. Like there've been people who've come, you know, along in our process, we don't just feel called to people who are addicted. Yeah, yeah, totally. And people who are outwardly, like their sin or their um, yeah, whatever their brokenness sin it is, is yeah, yeah. like they're wearing it on the outside because truly everybody's broken. Totally. You would actually be amazed to understand how broken me and Frank are right now in this current season of our life. I don't think we've ever been more um, like at the, what's the word? I don't think we've ever been more aware of our weaknesses yeah. than yeah. we have been in the process of planting this church. So like we just, every church wants to be welcoming. Yeah. yeah. Every church is like, well, I don't know what makes them, you know, more welcoming than us. Like, we're, we're better than that. Yeah. We want pretty, people yeah. to feel welcome. Sure, sure. I think it's just a matter of, um, well, what sacred cows do you have that you're not aware are really turning people off? Yeah. What are you so married to that you can't let go of to in, to make more space for more people? Yeah. And and that's a challenge that every single pastor, you know, leadership team, um, you know, every single church needs to wrestle with is what challenge do they have? Cause we have our own challenges, yeah. Yeah. you know, to create that environment that is truly welcoming. Um, but really I think it boils down to how are the relationships? Like yeah. we're less concerned about who feels welcome yeah. as we are with how we're handling our personal interactions with each other. Yeah. I just had a conversation with a team lead the other day about, um, you know, moving out of their current position into another position. Cause we're creating new teams. There's new opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And this person's like, Oh my gosh, you know what? I committed to this area. And I like really put myself in a role where I'm very needed yeah. in the role that I've said I would, I would commit to, but I really feel more passion for this, yeah, this, yeah. this other yeah. thing that's being created now. Right. And, and, and the conversation we had was, okay, so how do we steward the relationship that you have with your team members Yeah. Yeah. in, in transitioning out of that? That to me, those are the conversations that that make us a welcoming church. It's what we're it's what we're living. Yeah. It's the life we're living with each other that makes us welcoming. Yeah. It's the conversation I've had with you know the team lead who who's who's looking me in the face and yeah. saying, "Hey, listen, I've been kind of distant for the last two months because I'm actually really afraid of you because yeah. your leadership style <laughs> yeah. is um, really scaring me, 
And yeah. I don't feel like you're a safe place for me to be honest and vulnerable. Like this is an actual conversation sure, I've sure. had with a team lead yeah. <laughs> well, it's in our church. It's like impossible to predict how people will react to you. Yeah. Because I mean, I get into this with Lacey quite often. We talk about our, our differences in upbringing because mm. me and Josh are very similar. We grew up in white middle-class families that everything is more, everything is structured around like um, this general assumptions of how you should behave and act. Yeah. And when people don't live up to those, you start just acting passive aggressive towards them <laughs> until they figure it out. And Lacey's is the exact opposite. Leave. Right. Yeah. yeah. Lacey's is the opposite where there are no expectations. And if you don't fight for tooth and nail for every thing that you have, you won't get anything. Hmm. Yeah. So a lot of times, like for me, what comes naturally is you should know better than to <laughs> act this way. But for her, it's more like if I don't speak my mind all the time, I won't get what won't. I need. Right. Yeah. And that, that it's can just a clash yeah. very drastically. Yeah. <laughs> this, so to me, this happens this all the time in church. is like where I feel like super passionate about. Yeah. yeah. It's relationships. It is. Yeah, and, it's, definitely. and this is where I think churches begin to lose people. Because they're because relate really good healthy relationships take an incredible amount of effort. Yeah, they take an incredible amount of time. I mean, I think about yeah. our relationship with you, where like we would spend hours. Yeah, we like did spend like the a lot relationship that we have is built on you come over to our house after youth group and we hang out till one in the morning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about the deep things of the soul and we're joking around and, and having, yeah. you know, great time yeah. too, but we're spending a lot of time together. You're hanging out. Who yeah. has time yeah. for that? I mean, it took a lot of time, like over a period of years to get to that level. Yeah. And it's it's nothing that could have been accomplished in just one sit down. And I think that's where, you know, if we're going to have a million churches in one city or, yeah, you know, hundreds of churches yeah, in one yeah. city, I think it's, it's quality yeah. over quantity and we don't want a big church. Right. We just want a really healthy church and there can, you can have a humongous church mm -hmm. and be super healthy if that's what God's called you to build. Yeah. You, you just have to surrender to, you know, the will of God on, you know, your life. And, and I think that for me personally, and I, I, I think Frank and I have different things that like really make us click yeah. for, mm -hmm. for me, it's building healthy connections. Yeah. I have like just really sunk into yeah. the, the command of Christ to love God, but, but Jesus couldn't even give the greatest commandment yeah. without saying, and then it's only most important to this second commandment that is almost as important, which is love <laughs> your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And and I think learning, and I think Jesus had to throw that in there because Jesus died for us to be reconciled to God. That was the goal. But the secondary consequence of that is that he died so that we would have reconciliation with one another. Mm -hmm. And I know yeah. we were talking about how much we hate politics. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And. But like Jesus died so that people could have a healthy relationship with one another, one another yeah. and not agree. Yeah. 
you know, about yeah. certain things. And about I politics. think like this is just what our culture needs. Our culture just needs people who who value relationship yeah. Yeah. over truth, not over truth, but that the relationship is, is equally important to me yeah. Yeah. as communicating the truth of God to you. Well, that's kind of what I was referring to way back when we started this is because- Boy, I missed the mark on that, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But just in the right. sense of like- the way I feel like our friendship has gone, like sure. we've, we've built so much. Um, I can't even think of the the word right now, but like we've we've built on so much over the years that if I found out some something about your belief system that just doesn't line up with mine, it at this point it's kind of like, oh dang, that kind of sucks. <laughs> that might make things a little more difficult, but it's not something I could walk away from easily because we've already built so much history. But it would be out of character too. And you're like, oh, that doesn't seem like Amber. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's or, not what no, I'm referring no. to though. Okay. What I'm talking about though is that like the relationship is more important. Oh, That's yeah. the foundation yeah, yeah, of everything. Yeah, yeah. No. It's not so much the... Right. It's not so much at looking at things as like, I agree with this and I disagree with this. You still and, love them even though they're going through... The, is yeah. That, did I hit it this time? <laughs> well, it's... I guess it's the difference between... Instead of looking at me as a puzzle piece that's shaped this way, yeah. and you as a puzzle piece, and seeing how well these could fit together, okay. it's more like what you're talking about with, you know, Danny Silk and Keep Your yeah. Love On, that like, you just decide that, you know, this is the person that I'm going sure. to invest my time into. And You're then right. as you find out over time, oh man, these pieces just don't really fit up that That, that becomes well. the actual point of it. Yeah. That, that God's like, like, oh, this isn't what you thought it was going to be. It's not going to fit yeah. like a glove. And that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to grow <laughs> yeah. in that. Right. In, in relationship. And I think that it's, <clears throat> I mean, that's kind of the point of, now I'm not married. <laughs> But I think that's kind of the point of marriage too. Like that's the commitment aspect. Yeah. Because if it wasn't, I mean, if it wasn't a commitment, wouldn't everybody run away? Yeah. <laughs> Once they start finding out. Well, oh, they dang. are. Yeah. Everyone's bailing on their marriages, yeah. man. Like, because we have completely misunderstood the whole point. And I think like we're seeing that happen in marriage, we're seeing that happen in relationships. We're seeing that yeah. happen in family relationships. And one of the most indicative, um, you know, one of the areas that I see that happening the most is within the church mm-hmm. as people just bail on their church. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay. Like if God's telling you, right. you need to go. Yeah then you need to go. Yeah. And, and I've learned that lesson that some people you need to go. We hold people with an open hand. Yeah, like yeah. we're part of the global, the church isn't city reach church, Westmoreland. Yeah. Right. Right. The, the church is the church of Christ. Right. Anyone who calls Christ savior is part of the family of God. Yeah. And, and that needs to be held with an open hand. Um, and, and you need to just say, Hey, people, need to have freedom to move, you know, where God is calling them to be. But people need to have a conviction on them mm-hmm. that they don't bail Yeah, just yeah. because, you know, they don't agree or they feel ch- challenged. Like, yeah, you're going to feel challenged. <laughs> you should feel challenged. Yeah, definitely. If you're feeling challenged, that's the time to really, really dig in and, and, and ask God, okay, well, where, like, where are God, where do grow. I, where do I fit in, yeah. you know, to what, what God's building in this body. And I feel super passionate about the local church. Yeah. 
I really believe that healthy, vibrant church communities are that believe in salvation through Jesus Christ as a means to connect to God and to connect with one another is the hope. It's the saving hope of the world. That's why we planted a church because I believe it is the absolute saving grace. It is the answer to the drug epidemic. It is the answer to everything that plagues a human soul is, is the body of Christ, but it needs to function well. Like it, it needs to be a healthy, you know, environment. And and I think everybody has an assignment. I really believe that at whatever point you're at, God is giving you a really clear direction of where he wants you to be. Yeah. If, if he's not telling you, be here, be with these people, be with this church. If he's not giving you, hey, stay here, dig in. I know it's tough, right? Right. Um, but 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 it's going to be good, and I and yeah. I want to do something really significant, you know, through this in your life. Don't leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay. <laughs> I don't care how hard it is or how ugly it is. Press in. Yeah. You know, if there's if there's awful things happening in the church, don't leave unless God tells you, okay, go here. I want you here, but I believe everybody needs to be connected to a local church. I don't care who you are. (laughs) Get to a church, (laughs) help them out. (laughs) They need you. (laughs) That's awesome. How do you grow in that? You know what I'm saying? And not only that, but like, how do you, even maybe outside the church, how do you build relationships so you can maybe get that message out and strengthen that? And, you know, I mean, you said that's the foundation. Um, how do you get that out there? And and you said it's based on relationship. How do you continue to foster relationships so that that all does get out there? Oh my gosh, I love this topic too because I I grew up really confused about what my job was as yeah. a Christian. Like I always knew it was my job to tell other people about Jesus. Yeah. Like I don't know if anyone else can testify, but I was told at every yeah. youth <laughs> rally, at every youth convention, every youth camp, well, growing up in the that? church, yeah. you need to tell people about Jesus. And like, I just didn't even have a like grid for what that looked like. I felt so sure. convicted that like, I wasn't really doing that. I wasn't super sure about what that looked like. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was just because I didn't really understand authentic connection Mm-hmm. I, w- I didn't really know what in terms of know, relationship real relationship to, you yeah. know, looked like. Um, but we have kind of, you know, in growth track, we teach people, you know, how to share Christ with others. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, first is build a personal relationship or accept responsibility, first of all, yeah. and saying that, yeah, it is my responsibility to tell people about Jesus. Yeah. It's my job. It is what Jesus said to do. Mm -hmm. So whether that's through my local church, whether that's through, you know, my, my, um, my relationships within, you know, the, the job that I have or or wherever I am, you accept the responsibility. Then you build a personal relationship and you don't build relationship with people for the sole purpose of influencing them. You just be you, be, be authentic, build a relationship. Just be yourself around other Mm -hmm. people and hang out and yeah. Yeah. And so after you accept responsibility, um, you build a personal relationship, then you tell your personal story. Yeah. And I love this part of it because, um, it puts a responsibility on you to, to understand your story. And really you're not accountable to tell a story if you don't have one. Yeah. Um, so 
you don't have to have, I know one of my favorite people in life right now, and I think I can speak for Frank too, is Mike Adamson. Oh, you yeah. guys had Mike yeah, Adamson on, the, oh, on yeah. the podcast. I love Mike and his testimony Mike's and what, what God's built in his life. And his he's just a gift to our church. Totally. Um, but everywhere that kid goes, like he has this story he of really like does. total just reconciliation with father and yeah. like his story of, it's just an incredible story, but like, you don't have to be Mike Adamson no. <laughs> with a crazy, you know, story, it's a great story. Yeah. um, you know, to, to have a story, you just tell your story. Mm-hmm. The, and, and I think this is where people get tripped up. They think that it's their job as some crazy to tell people what's wrong with them. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's my job as a Christian to tell you how to live your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually not what Jesus said. Right. <laughs> he said, <laughs> you're my witness. You are my witnesses. And and what a witness does in a courtroom, you don't ever hear a witness saying, well, I think what's wrong with the defendant is (laughs) X, Y, Z. No, they tell their personal story. They tell their account of the truth. Right. Yeah. And so you tell your personal story. Um, and then finally, the fourth step in sharing Christ with others that we teach people is to just invite, invite them. Yeah. You yeah. can invite them to know Jesus if you know how to do that. And if you don't, invite them to church. Someone will do it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do it every week. Yeah. And and that's totally. really the vision of our church is that Sunday morning is is a is a huge net for for people who are looking for God. That's this is where they belong on a Sunday morning. And, and they're gonna get the opportunity to receive Jesus. So accept personal responsibility, um, build a personal relationship. Uh, share your personal story, and then invite them. And it, and it's super freeing to yeah. hear, like, how many personal relationships do you have? Is it just one relationship? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. You don't have to go hand out tracks if that's not what God's called you to do. Yeah. If God wants you to hand out tracks, then you should do that. If God wants you to stand outside the bar and try to you know, convert everyone who's coming out of the bar, then go ahead. Sure. But be free to just be you. Yeah. Right. And, and, and witness to people, however that comes naturally to you. Outstanding. I naturally find myself around a lot of atheists, a lot of, I have tons of friends that are atheists, a few that don't even believe in free will, but that's just the natural, like the people I find myself around Mm -hmm. a lot of times, like I'm never going to be like the person that, that just finds myself around druggies like Mike Adamson. Like he works really well with that. But if I tried to be that, it just wouldn't work for me. Yeah, It's just not, it's not my demographic. So I think like you were saying, that was really freeing to me as well. Whenever like I just learned, oh, you know, I don't have to be be Billy Graham. And you can, yeah, and you can be yourself and you don't have to say, well, well, you're an atheist. So you should probably believe, I mean, you don't have to get, you know, yeah, yeah, right. Then you wouldn't be hanging around them anymore. I don't know. Maybe some people really have a gift, you know, to argue. And I don't, I don't know. It's just not my style, but I just think people don't really care what you know. Honestly, they care. They want to know that you care. Honestly, the other, the only people that that like this people that argue really well are other Christians that get their opinions reinforced. Well, it's it's usually if you find yourself in an argument with someone, you're really not going to convince them. 
Right. Yeah. Definitely. Of anything. But, They're but just going to get ticked your, off at you. Just go on social media. Story <laughs> right. Is a really compelling way. You know, how, how does an atheist argue with your it's supernatural your experience? And, no, and nobody will. With God. Yeah. And it's they your can't. story. I can't say, well, you they might believe you. You didn't hear that whenever you were at Panera. Well, you know, I, th- but that's your story. They might right. think you're you nuts. Know? <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. But that's, yeah, but that's your story and, and nobody can take that away from you. It's like everybody else has a story too, no matter what it is. Well, you know, Mike's, you can go back and listen to that episode. It was a great one. I can't remember the number off. Yeah. Hand. I think it was like nine or 10. Um, but everyone has. It was a little bit know, later than that, but around the teens. That somewhere in the teens. Maybe yeah, that was it. Go We've back. done so many. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Gosh. We're almost up to 2,000 downloads. I know that's going to be dated by the time that we'll be right, above. We'll probably be above it by the time <laughs> yeah. this one gets out. But that's but. exciting. But I, but I think to me, like, I just appreciate that. And I appreciate that people. You know, in some ways, right now, what we're doing is part of that exact thing you were talking about, Amber. This yeah. is like our demographic, like yeah, talking on a podcast. Sure. Yeah. That's what we got. You know, that's yeah. pretty sure. sweet. Um, it's very cool. But I know for me, like I appreciate that. And I, and I, I tell Ben all the time, I say if, if, you know, like numbers are great and, you know, downloads are great, but if one person, you know, goes and, and accomplishes their dream because of what Amber said, because of what Michael Sorg said, because of what Mike Adamson said, no matter who it was, if if one person downloads that, I don't care if we have a million downloads or one, my only right. requirement is that one person, I, I would hope that they accomplish their dream because of what, you know, a guest said, whoever it is. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's, you know, and then whatever happens from it is cool. You know, it's, it's all, it's all bonus points. I totally agree. So cool. thank you so much, Amber, for being on. Yeah, thank oh my you. gosh. Thank you for having me. Yeah. No, you're fantastic. Thank really you. fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, before we go, is there anything you want to plug? Maybe if people want to find out more about City Reach Westmoreland. Yeah, whatever, um, whatever you want to plug. Or it doesn't have to be that. It could be anything else. Well, Any good books you're reading. Good books I'm reading. <laughs> yeah. Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk. Um, I really believe in anything, anything by Danny Silk right now is just really, it's really hitting home. Um, but for, for our church where we just started reach groups, um, which is our version of small groups or life groups or, you know, mm-hmm. different churches. Have Men's different. group meets at Arby's, by the way, small plug go on. <laughs> Arby's awesome. at Greengate. Oh yeah. I had very... I had- I had interesting br- choice of location. I had oh, it's uh, hey, it's not interesting. It's Frank. awesome. Oh yeah, I <laughs> had I had the meat. I had the number one. We the have the meats and the men's small group. Well, that could be the new commercial. <laughs> they did just buy Buffalo Wild Wings. What? Yeah, Arby's did. They bought Buffalo Wild Wings. Something to that effect. Is that right? Do I have that right or I wrong? Th- well, you it's s- something. Hmm. Yeah, I believe that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's something to that effect. They can have, but 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 no, yeah. Or but I'm sorry. Go on. I stole your thunder. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Reach groups Sm- just reach started. Groups, yes. I think that we've got all of that information on our website at westmoreland.cityreachchurch.org. Um. You can see um underneath a, uh, I think it's underneath. Um, ministries and then reach groups. It's under there. Um, okay. Or you could always or you contact could come the, to church. You can come to church. Or you could, I mean, if, you know, I mean, I'm a member, Amanda's a member, Ben's a member. Post on the Dreamlog podcast phase if you, you know, we'll direct you to someone. We'll direct you to mm-hmm. Amber or Frank or, but that's right too. Yeah. Either Google 
anything. Yeah, City Reach Westmoreland, though. It's awesome. Yeah. Go, go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep doing this. I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm well, done. we are done. We're wrapping it are up. Are we? Okay. I think yeah. it's, it's like the special sauce of the podcast is Dan's ramble. <laughs> Dan's ramble question. It's true. Yeah, yeah. It's like most people, after you ask a question, they're like, okay, so the question is... What was the question? I don't yeah. deny it. I'm, so, I'm just glad that everyone is so, you know, everyone does at least, you know, they do answer. I guess I'm doing it again. But like, I, <laughs> I, I, guess, I, love, this, I love the self-awareness of like, Ooh. it's happening. Yeah, I don't, you know, oh, I don't deny fine. any of it. I, you know, it's I try fine. not It's to like your small army that's slowly surrounding somebody from all it's angles good. of the question. Bring it. No. Um, yeah, I just appreciate you guys and everybody else answering the question. You know, that's, and having enough to be like, what did you just say? That's happened occasionally, but, you know, to be like, could you repeat? Oh, you we love you, man. Could you no, summarize okay. that question? You think you could do that again? You just asked that question for a minute, but I get that from our, our good friend, Will Graves. He does that. And, and a couple other of our media <laughs> brethren do that too. If Will's listening, he's in South Korea right now, but he'll be a future guest. Hopefully. I hope so, man. Hopefully. That would be a fun I, one. Who is the next guest? Oh, oh boy. We don't, I don't, we know. don't yeah. know. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, we have a couple, a couple people who were... Um, you know, thinking of and and but yeah, we're not sure a hundred percent, but we're pretty good. I I know I mean, we've it, done we've we've banked so many. This probably won't get released on the podcast. Maybe till April. Yeah, a what a March or April till after now. Yeah, even though the Facebook Live will be available. Yeah, yeah. Whatever people want to watch. I know that I'm very excited and and we're very grateful to everybody. But um, Ben has been awesome, and and some of our other guests like um, it's going to be a little dated for when it comes out, but we're um, getting to the point where Ben's going on tour here in a little bit. Um, and we want to give content to everybody. You know, we want to make sure we release every Monday. Um, and that's going to be tough whenever, you know, I'm in PA and Ben's in Iowa or How's California. How's that going to work? What are you going to do? You're we're good. Gonna... We're in good shape. Well, that's why we've been banking them. Yeah. We're in pretty uh, good shape right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, we I th- could Skype and stuff like that. The problem is, is that we don't know. You can't Internet always connections. You know, different oh my things. gosh, I always hate that when I'm listening to a podcast and they're like, and our guest today is blah 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 blah. I'm like, I can't wait to hear them. Yeah, and then they're like on the telephone. Right, right, right. And our guest yeah. is a robot I'm like, from 1980. You don't, yes. you don't even know them. You don't even know. Yeah, you hear like the noises in the background, <laughs> the robot noises. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that was one of our goals. Is that you know we and we had no, and. I thanks to Ben for putting up with my crazy schedule and and our, our both, both of our, our crazy schedules, schedules but we're I mean we're in a spot right now and again it's a little bit dated but like we're in a spot where we we feel pretty good that we're and and I know whenever I looked at the schedule you know my goal was you know you're going to get back from the tour in the middle of April and but you have to like assimilate into life and like you can't get back on the tour and be like, well, it's April sixteenth. Let's do a podcast. I mean, you gotta <laughs> tell exactly you know, right now what's gonna happen. You're people gonna sleep. Are gonna, and people are gonna text me, and be like, you're back from tour, and let's I'm do just everything. gonna be MIA. Yeah, don't talk to me. <laughs> don't. Yeah, <laughs> but but I think you know. But I think that was important to to podcast until I think the twenty third to give you a week, to give you maybe two weeks. Um, so you can reassimilate into life, you know? Um, so I thank everybody for all of their help. I know, um, you know, Josh Germed helped, helped and, and Zach 
Lee has helped with a couple episodes and, and a handful of others. Um, but I'm excited. And, and what I'm really excited about now is that we have these episode banks banked, but I'm, I'm really excited about the future. Um, after you get back on tour, you know, so we can dig into some of this video things and dig into some of maybe, you know, different sets and backgrounds and different ways that we can grow, um, you know, outside of our content and additional guests and, and things of that nature. Um, maybe our schedules won't be as hectic. That's probably not correct. That's probably a lie. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Life is definitely going to settle down and everyone's going to have more time. Yeah, that's that's how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe not. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm really excited about this and really excited that, um, you know, we kind of mm-hmm. have all the episodes up until... You know, your past tour, we might even have more of that once you get on tour. So yeah. it's cool. It's, it's, I, I'm excited. I'm really excited. And I know this episode was awesome. Everyone can, look, you know, go back on the Facebook Live, but um, I, March, April, around there, I don't know. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have a, a definitive date where this is going to be released, but everyone could always go to the Facebook Live too and watch it Heck on yeah. video. But thank you. Thank you for blocking yeah, so out much. time. It's been fun. Um, thank you, Ben. We're definitely awesome. going to have you on again. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, totally. oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, it was great. Maybe We've... like a like an episode with Frank and myself. Yeah. Cool. I'm sure that would be extremely... She's laughing. <laughs> yeah. Because they know. Oh, yeah. Just ask Carrie Sawatsky. Where's Carrie? It would just basically be... Carrie, you need to tell everybody about being in staff meeting <laughs> with Frank and Amber. Actually, don't. We need. I. You know what? I probably need to take legal action so that she doesn't oh, no. do. Oh my gosh. That. But exact we've thing. we've had Matt Fordyce come back. He returned guest and a handful of others who, you know, we plan to have. Who we've had as guests, but to come back. Thankfully, and we've just not had anybody yet that we wouldn't have back. No. Thankfully, no one's ever said. You know what? I don't, no, I'm good. Yeah, I, don't, no. I don't want to do that. I don't again. think I want to be honest Listen, again. I, I would love to, to come back and <laughs> talk awesome. about another topic. I think that uh, totally got some ideas. You're yes. already invited. Yeah. I'm looking right. forward to Sweet. it, Amber. Well, yeah. thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you, Facebook Live and listeners. Thanks, thanks to my wife for helping Whatever out. podcast streaming service you're listening to us There on. you go. I like that. Uh, but we hope we've encouraged you a lot. This has been a great episode and I hope you guys feel fueled to follow your dreams and know that even though you might not have it all together and might be afraid that it's not really a reason to not take a step forward. So yep, yeah, we're encouraging you guys. We hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next Monday. Bye. Have a good one.